Welcome to Experiencing Jesus Broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. Anything that will not scare God must not scare you. If you carry God's spirit, because you are one in spirit with God. Praise the Lord. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here's Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. What a mighty God we serve. I'm excited seeing you here because something good is going to happen in your life. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for your presence. We give you praise that you are here to bless us and our lives will never be the same again. Amen. Amen. Please take your seat. Let's listen to a few instructions from the word of God and we shall pray. I've been waiting upon the Lord to give me a word to preach today. And uh, he's been gracious to me to give me a word. What I'm going to tell you is what the Lord has spoken unto me will happen to us in our next level. So I want you to receive it as a word from God because that is what will happen in our next level. Genesis chapter number 30, verse 26. This is Jacob speaking to his uncle Laban. He said, give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee and let me go. For thou knowest my service which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee if I have found favor in thy sight, tarry. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. And he said, appoint me thy wages, and I will give it. And he said unto him, thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little which thou had before I came, and it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. And now when shall I provide for my own household? That's where I'm going to preach from. Now when shall I provide for my own household? Ask somebody, when, when shall I? Ask somebody, now. When shall I provide for my own household? Verse 31, and he said, what shall I give thee? And Jacob said, thou shalt not give me anything. <laughs> if thou wilt do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle and all the brown cattle among the sheep and the spotted and the speckled among the goats. And of such shall be my hire or my wages. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come, when it shall come for my hire before thy face, 
Everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. It's a beautiful story. And this blessed day, I want us to, by the word God has put on my heart to share with you, I want us to learn some lessons from Jacob's experience. Praise the Lord. So I want to speak to you about our next level. Our next level. When shall I now, when shall I provide for my own? Jacob started life with a blessing. <clears throat> His father blessed him when Esau missed the mark. And this guy was pursued by his brother. So out of fear, he ran to his uncle in Padanaram. His uncle was called Laban. Laban was a man who kept sheep, kept animals. So Jacob went, and according to this account, Bible is telling us that when he went, his uncle's animals were very few. But with his arrival, they entered into a realm where he described as the man had multitudes. So his presence brought blessings onto his uncle's business. When you are blessed, when you enter into places, everywhere becomes bright. Everywhere becomes very profitable, fruitful, and all of that. So this brother Jacob entered there, and then everywhere started shining. Everywhere became a bright, bright business. His uncle said, I have learned by experience that I am blessed because of you. Because of your coming. And I believe strongly that we already carry that spiritual content. That spiritual material. That anointing. That will make us become the reason why people and businesses will prosper in 2017. Yeah. Same thing happened to Joseph. It was in their genes. See, Jacob gave birth to Joseph. Joseph entered into Potiphar's house. And the Bible said... Potiphar said, I am so blessed because Joseph is here. And he didn't know even how much he had because Joseph was there. I believe strongly that God has positioned you in certain strategic places. And by that strategic divine positioning, there is going to be massive fruitfulness. Let your amen be louder. And we come from that same genetic makeup of Jacob and Joseph because we are the seed of Abraham and then Jacob and Joseph they are also seeds of Abraham so what was upon Jacob and Joseph is upon us say it's upon me it's a very violent title say it's upon me no what you say is what you see say it is upon me when I enter into a place everywhere begins to do well and it is upon me Say, my case is different. Do you know some people, when they enter into a place, trouble comes there. Jonah was one of them. He entered into the ship and they started losing all their merchandise. I am praying that you shall be like Jacob and you shall be like Joseph. As you enter into a place, there will be fruitfulness in Jesus' name. Shout a louder, amen. Now, from this blessed container... The next step Jacob took was that he became an apprentice. 
He became an apprentice to his uncle. And then he served for 14 years to marry two women. That was a man who was crazily in love with Rachel. So from the point of blessedness, he became an apprentice. Now, in verse number 27 of what we read, he told his uncle, and Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy sight, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. And Jacob said unto him, I have been serving you all this while. In 29, and he said unto him, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me. So, from the point of blessing, he became an apprentice. There are people who believe they are blessed, and they don't want to serve under anybody. There are things you can only receive by serving under people. God has blessed us as children of God. But there are certain capacities we can only build when we are doing the business of other people. When we are serving and making other people wealthy. When we are strengthening and making people more influential. Some people believe that they are blessed and they don't need to serve under anybody. They don't need apprenticeship. Apprenticeship is the frequency for mastery. If you can't serve, you can't lead. Anybody who can serve, there are certain ingredients in you that will not come alive. There is something that apprenticeship gives you. It gives you impartation. Say impartation. Wow. We did not know Jacob to be somebody who read animals in his own father's house. Indeed, when his father said he needed venison... It was his mother who told him to go to the backyard and bring an animal. So the boy was a pampering, a pampered boy. He used never to go to the field to take care of animals. Circumstances put him there. And when the circumstances put him there, he became an apprentice. He got certain capacities. Now, so this is our first level. From the point of blessing, we enter into a first level where we become apprentice. We serve. We serve. You can serve with Unilever. You can serve with, um, you can be a civil servant. You can be a, I think, a public servant. <laughs> you can be anything, any, any kind of servant. It, there is no problem with it. So this guy began to serve his uncle as an apprentice. And then he desired to be wealthy. He worked for it and he got it. Serving under his uncle, one day in verse 27, he said, in verse 30, one day he said, For it was little which thou had before I came, and is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. And now when shall I provide for my own self? Now, he served his uncle until his uncle's business grew. Some of us are seven international bodies, and I'm telling you what God told me. We are serving international bodies and the business is growing. We are serving other people and it's growing. And it's a great thing. Because you are going to receive impartation. You will receive wisdom. You will receive counsel. You will know how the business runs. And God wants us to serve. But he came to a point where he said, And now, when shall I provide for my own house? 
Because the time he started serving, he was not married. Now he was married to two women. In fact, he had two for two. So he married two and he got two. In addition, he got Bilha and Zilpah. So he had four wives. Out of four wives, I think he had about 11 sons and a girl. He had children. Praise the Lord. So when he had children, he saw that all he had was that he had produced a lot of babies with a lot of wives. And now he needed to fend for himself. He couldn't be a servant forever. You see, what God told me is that you will not be like this forever. You will not be at this level forever. So we are going to catch the revelation and run with it. So he, he sat down one day and had an honest personal assessment of his current condition. He sat down, did an honest assessment of his current situation. And he went to, to his uncle and said, Uncle, when power will I have my own business? When? Tell me. And by that honest personal assessment, Jacob was brought into the realm where he could bargain for his next level. Now, if you read chapter 31, he makes us understand that Jacob's wages were changed 10 times. So, challenges made him to just, challenges just gave him some stimulation in his brain. Where he began to ask for more. Tell somebody there's always an opportunity to ask for more. He faced some challenges at work. And then the challenges he faced at work is in chapter 31 verse 6 and 7. Quickly please. Chapter 31 verse 6 and 7. And when he was recounting he said. And ye know that he was speaking to his wife Rachel. With all my power I have served your father. Next verse. And your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God suffered him not to hurt me. So this was Jacob. He had an opportunity before to bargain for his wages and all of that. He had been deceived, cheated, and swindled. But all these ten times, he began to stay in the business. And they kept changing his wages. Question is, or the point is, there will be opportunities... For us to bargain for our new heights in life. There will always be those opportunities. He bargained initially to stay in the business. And they kept increasing his salary. They kept increasing his salary. And he was taking money for it. So he changed it 10 times. And then when the opportunity to bargain for new heights in life come. What do you consider or what must you consider? Do you consider cash or you consider shares? There are people who operate like Esau and then operate also like Jacob in his former years where he bargained for cash and 10 times his wages were changed. But on this particular occasion, he decided that he was not going to bargain for cash. He was going to bargain for shares. He wanted to be a shareholder, a stakeholder in the business. Am I communicating? So, in verse number 31 of chapter 30, chapter 30, 31 and 32, his uncle told him, he said, name your price. Name your wages. 
And Jacob said, this time around, it's not a money matter. And he said, what shall I give thee? The uncle is talking. And Jacob said, thou shalt not give me anything. <laughs> if thou would do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. So he changed the template from money to shares. He said, now, take all the speckled animals, the ring drake animals, and the brown animals from your flock. My payment will be that even though you are giving me white animals, if I get any speckled or colored animal, it's mine. That's my wages. Because the mind of God is that when you are serving in a place, you will get the capital to multiply as you stand on your own. Hello? The mind of God is that as you, as you go into a place and you are doing business, you are running errands as an errand boy and all of that, you will catch something that should make you reproduce that business anywhere you find yourself. So the guy said, this time around, I'm not bargaining for cash. You see, in our next level, we'll have opportunities like this. Esau had such an opportunity and he refused to see the importance of the birthright. So he said, I want red pottage. Give me food now. Because there are people, it must be now, 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 now. But if you are going to be great, number one, you will need quality decisions. That's why God wants me to preach this message. Because in 2017, I believe that maximum eight to nine months into the year, things will start settling in this country. And you cannot be bargaining on the platform of cash and salary. You have to bargain on the platform of something deeper, stronger, and greater. You are not here. Are you here with me at all? Esau took food, ate, and satisfied himself immediately and went hungry again. There are some things... They don't last. And if you are going to prosper, look, it, you don't need to preach, pray in tongues all the time to prosper. You just need quality decision. Number two, you also need what we call delayed gratification. Some people believe in present gratification against future glorification. So they want it now, now, now. Let me be gratified now. They don't care about the future glorification. But Jacob said, you can take my food. Give me the birthright. Because the birthright is worth millions of what you are receiving now in the future. So you can delay buying your bag, your purse, and the nice shoes now for tomorrow. You can just live slim. I drove a Toyota Corolla when I could buy a Land Cruiser. And I drove it from 2007 till about 2013, thereabout. Oh, my friends were buying big, big, big cars. I said, these people, they are not wise. I was just using my money to do investment. Otherwise, and when they see me, they say, I'm rich. I said, how can you be rich? You don't pray in tongues to become rich. You need quality decision to become rich. Hello? 2017, eh, you are going to become very heavily loaded. But you have to drop some of the sensitivity in your emotions. Where you want to dress to make somebody feel like you too, you are somebody. You have to cut it. Tell somebody to cut it. I can't hear you. Tell somebody to cut it. Cut it. Now listen. The reason why some people choose cash over shares 
is because they have not built capacity to grow whatever they can be they will be given so when jacob had not built the capacity to grow any form of capital he chose cash but this time around he told his uncle that i want my wages to be animals and the formula he chose for his wealth was unconventional how will you get speckled animals when you don't have speckled animals mating together? So the uncle said, this guy is going to be poor forever. You know? But Jacob knew that he had received a capacity. So his, his salary or the, the, the level of his growth was as a result of his own creation. By the capacity he had developed, he was able to create his own reward. He says that I know what to do to pay myself. You see, when you develop a capacity, you, you don't choose cash. You choose something heavier than cash. I'm preaching, oh. Am I preaching? I needed just one hour. I would have preached beer. So, I mean, 2017, you are going to see people God has blessed in your life going to greater places, high places. Don't just make yourself an errand boy. That's why you have to go to school. Build capacity. Because some of your people are going to become ministers. They would love to give you contract, but you, you, you don't have the capacity. Some of you, all, all you are happy with is that this minister is my friend. That one is my friend. That one, these people, they are, they are working so seasonal. One batch have been retired. Another batch, they are coming in. It, <laughs> it's a powerful thing. You see, I was in Cape Coast, I think in September. When I pressed this button, some people die here. And I was, it's my senior pastor, my bishop, who reminded me. I, I called one lady. I saw the lady in the vice president's office when I was ministering prophetic. And I asked him, I said, is the vice president your uncle? He said, yeah, it's my uncle. I said, I saw him. He said, it's my uncle. I said, I saw you in the vice president's office. He said, it's my uncle. Then the Holy Ghost told me, tell her, whatever she must get, she should get it now. <laughs> How many of you were there in <laughs> September in Cape Coast all night? Yeah. Get it now. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you have not built capacity, when you go, you say, uncle, give me money. And those people have given money. They are tired. But if you have a solid capacity, they can give you something you can chop up forever. Hello? So people who don't have any capacity, they are always thinking money, 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 money. But when you build capacity, you look for something that can give you more money. It is money, but it's not liquid. In 2017, eh, there are many of you listening to me here right now. I shoot you into school. <laughs> it's a bullet. I said, I do what? I shoot you. Because I believe that in the next four years elections, many people who go to the parliament house will be Christians. Amen. And you can't use com comedy to sit in parliament. Amen. 
Why? Do you think I'm saying something? <laughs> you people are very malicious people. Hey, I'm preaching and you are who Jim and Wesley Bonnie. They might like you, but they, they don't see you to be serious. But when you project something, something academic, something heavier, people take you serious. I am praying that God will open your eyes. So when you have opportunity to bargain, you should, you should have some, some developed capacity that, that should give you a better grounding. Some people consider cash. Others consider shares. Praise the Lord. Your payment should be your own process creation. Now, growth for God's kingdom or growth for kingdom wealth comes when we follow the voice of God to terminate apprenticeship at the right time. When we follow the voice of God to terminate what? I can't hear you. To terminate what? For example, let me use myself. I, I served in victory for 15 years. I, ne I never thought I would start a church. When God spoke to me to start a church, it took me five years fighting God. I'm not going anywhere. Until now God said, move out. And then I went and told the bishop. And then they, they helped me come out. And they are still helping us. It has to be the voice of God. It's not something you do out of your whims and caprice. You don't just... Just sleep and wake up and have an ambition that mm, now I want to be a master. Hey, you would die. So kingdom wealth comes when we follow the voice of God to know exactly when we should terminate apprenticeship. Because God has not designed you to be the tail forever. At some point in time, he wants you to be a master. He wants you to be the head. Hello? So Jacob was in his uncle's service and now he said, when shall I have my own? When is an indication of time. And so when he says so, the God started speaking to him. But before God spoke to him, he said, when your time to become a master comes, there will be some indicators. This guy blessed his uncle so much that it got to a time he saw that the time for the termination of his apprenticeship was due. And so, he looked at certain indicators and then the voice of God was key. But there were other things he looked at. He looked at, the Bible said in chapter 31, verse 1, chapter 31, verse 1 and 2. Look at that. When it's time to terminate your apprenticeship and to become a master, some things become indicated. And the so Bible said, and he heard the words of Laban's sons. Which people did he hear from? Saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's. And of that which was our father's, has he gotten all this glory. <laughs> this is when he had started making wealth. Though. Then the sons of Laban came up and said, the guy has taken our father's glory. Verse 2, and Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, his uncle. And behold, it was not toward him as before. You see, when you, be, when you start 
prospering, eh? not everybody will be happy with you. But I'm taking it easy. I believe that the fire will spark very soon. So he looked at certain indicators. Number one, for you to know that it's your time, just listen to the conversations of envy among the beneficiaries. Conversation. The sons were beneficiaries of their father's wealth. And when he listened to their conversation, he saw that danger was coming. Danger was looming. This guy has taken our father's wealth and glory. That was one. So listen. Tell someone, be a good listener. Some of us, eh, when we go and people are talking, you, see, you don't learn by speaking. No. You learn by listening. You absorb grace by listening. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Some of us, when we go anywhere, they are making any conversation and want to try our dream. And you have been trying your dream, you are still at this level. In 2017, I learned to be quiet. And learn to have a listening ear. It will save your soul. Number two. Observe the countenance and attitudes of superiors. Are they hostile or hospitable? He saw that the face of the uncle has changed. Listen. Some people, they will give you a posture and you will know that you don't belong here again. They will give you an attitude and you know that your time has expired. And those are some few indications of the fact that God wants you to start on your own. Look, if all of us were to be servant in public service and all, all, all those places, the kingdom of God will not move. Because if you are just waiting to take this, your 5,000 salary, 10,000 salary, oh, inflation will just swallow it. You need, we need to get to that point where you know that God has put you here and he has blessed you to a level that you can take something from and the kingdom will be laughing. Somebody is getting to that realm today. Your amen should be louder than that. So sometimes you are in a workplace and you know that the place has become hostile. Now when you see all these things and many other things you may see, you have to seek final approval from the Lord before you can quit. Because some of these things, they are not um, a finality in themselves. Every final approval must come from the voice of God. So the Bible said in verse number 3 of chapter 31, that the Bible said that, And the Lord spake unto Jacob, verse 3, And the Lord said unto Jacob, You see, when he saw his uncle's face was not nice, God spoke unto him, return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with you. You see, when you seek the face of God for final approval, the way you will know you should go or break away from that apprenticeship and start on your own is that God will give you his own assurance of help. God said, go to your father's house. I, God, I will be with you. Is an assurance of help. And when God is helping you with divine favor, you cannot be stranded. Your beginning may be small, but your ending will increase. So when you are seeking the face of God, sometimes he will not just tell you um, a, a, a visible, um, a, an audible voice will not tell you, hey, my son, my son, 
Right? You know, some of you know that God has a baritone voice. He will minister to your heart that, hey, you have worked in this place. Just go and take some voluntary, what, wait, wait, how do you people call it? Package and just, just get out. <laughs> like that. God will speak to you. God will help you. You have to start having that mastership. You have to start having that, that, I have to come out, I have to start something. God, and you know God is leading you. Some of us, the visions we have, if we were to step out, God will be clapping. Because his kingdom will be moving very fast. But because of fear, you are unable to step out. In 2017, eh, I see God making people greater than they are right now. Your amen should be louder than this. Now, sometimes the way to start is that you are where you are and you still start what God is leading you to start. Jacob said, if you do this for me, I will keep your flock and I will keep my own. So he started on a part-time basis. He was keeping his uncle's flock and he was keeping his own. Are you here? Some of you are too radical that you refuse to understand that every vision is for an appointed time. As I'm talking right now, somebody says, 1st January, I'm resigning. <laughs> you must resign with a vision. You must resign with a strategy. Sometimes, you have to be where you are, get a regular income, and start whatever you are starting on a part-time basis and see the trend. Hello? And God has not created us to work with only one channel of income. The Garden of Eden had four rivers watering it. One garden watered by four. So at least God expects you to have at least four channels of income. When we start praying, eh, we will pray about favor. In my book, there's a prayer point God has laid on my heart to put in the book. Favor to fire evil men in authority. We transfer them. Anybody frustrating you. We, we, when we start praying that kind of prayer, you will know that there's fire in this house. Hey, they, they will not be there. <laughs> so, your leg is in and your leg is out. It's a gradual process. I believe that some of you are working with the tertiary and all of that, God wants you to start some things. Don't be an apprentice forever. Because God wants to use you as a kingdom financier. Receive that anointing here right now. Yeah, look, listen, some of the people we call rich, eh, they are not rich. Oh. They are rich because we are there. Jacob's uncle said, I am rich because you are here. Which means that if you follow the voice of God, you will come out better than the person you are serving right now. If you follow the voice of God. But make sure you are stepping out at the right time. Is it a, is it a good message for 31st night? <laughs> you are making decisions. Now, when you are at this point, then you have to consider something. What you have to consider is a supernatural vision. When you are breaking from apprenticeship to, let's say, mastership or mastery, you need to consider a supernatural vision. What should you consider? 
I can't hear you at all. What should you consider? In Genesis 31 verse 10, the Bible said, and Jacob was speaking. Okay, look at verse 9. And thus God has taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. He was just, and then, and it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream and behold the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ring, ring streaked, speckled and grisled. And the angel of the Lord God spake unto me in a dream saying, Jacob, and I said, here I am. And he said, lift up now thine eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring straight, speckled. For I have seen all that Laban doeth unto you. So you see, Jacob's vision was given unto him by God. When you want to break the apprenticeship level, you need a vision from God. You need what? Something that is supported by God. That's why you seek final, for final approval from God. When you have a vision from God, the vision from God is the picture God shows you of your future that he wants to feature for you. He gives you a picture. Jacob saw that the rams that were jumping on the, on the cattle, they were speckled. It was in a dream. God revealed the formula unto him. Jacob, this is how you are going to prosper. It was a vision. It was in a dream. So when you want to break away from all these things, you need to go on your knees. You need to pray and ask God to show you or confirm to you what you already have in your heart. You don't just wake up. Don't make mistakes. Life is not trial and error. Tell somebody it's not trial and error. Be sure. Tell somebody be sure. Tell somebody, in God is certainty. Tell somebody, in God is certainty. So be sure. So Jacob just, he saw in a vision, God said, look, that there, there is a spiritual ram. It's a speckled ram. He's jumping on these white, white cattle. And they are giving birth to speckled. It's not normal. It's not natural. It's a supernatural formula. So he saw a vision. You need a vision. Not just ambition. Ambition is what you want. But vision is what God has given you. And when God gives you a vision to travel on the road he wants you to go, oh boy, nobody can stop you. And I'm praying that God will give you a vision for your future. You need a vision. That's what the Bible says that in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall what? Direct your path. So as we are going to pray, Father, open my eyes. Some of you have got just six months to be at where you are. Or six months to just negotiate for a lesser schedule so that you can balance some things. Yeah. You need a vision. Some of you, as I'm talking right now, God says, go to school, go to school. You have to start planning. When God gives you this vision, what should you do? You are now, the vision is spiritual. You need a natural or earthly strategy to accommodate the supernatural vision. What do you need? Talk to me, oh. You need what? Natural strategy. What do you need? I can't hear you. Tell somebody the vision is spiritual. You need a natural strategy, physical strategy. See, strategy is the step-by-step -step, um, 
procedure you want to, or pro process you want to go through to accomplish something. Vision is how to do something. But the strategy will break it down for you. From here, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. God has given you a vision, but the vision will not come to pass by itself. There is a part you and I have to play. And that part is not prayer alone. It's not fasting alone. If you pray and fast alone, you will die alone. You go nowhere. We must start adding something. That's why we have allowed the unbelievers to take over. 2017, we are recovering all the losses. Let your amen be louder. In chapter 31, verse 11 and 12, let me show you something because I'm bringing my message to an end. And the angel of the Lord God spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, I am here. And he said, lift up your eyes. And he saw the ram jumping on them. Now, when you look at this, you would think that when he saw the vision, then um, instantaneously, automatically, the animals started giving birth to speckled animals, which became his wages. But that was not the case. The point is that a vision without a strategy will plant you in frustration. What did I say? A vision without a strategy equals frustration in life. If you want to build and you don't plan, Jesus said you must take stock and know. Don't break down in the middle of the road. There must be an earthly action to contain the spiritual content God has promised to bless you. You need something on the ground. You need something on what? Now, when we look at that verse number 12, you will think, look, at. let's read it. And he said, lift up thine eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring-straked, speckled, and graceled. For I have seen all that labor. I've seen all that your uncle is doing. But, and the ram is also jumping on them. When you read this, your mind will tell you that with God, all things are possible. No. You have to join the whole scripture and get the better picture of what happened. What happened was that in chapter in chapter number 30 verse 37 to 39, look at what happened. I mean, God has given him a vision, but look at the strategy. Whereas thou hast, chapter 30, please. 30, verse 37 to 39. My preaching, is it boring? <laughs> and Jacob took him rods of green poplar and of the hazel and chestnut, chestnut tree. And in fact, the word should be peeled, but he said, piled white strays in them and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had, he had peeled or piled before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs, when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink. So God gave him a vision. He saw rams jumping on cattle. Then how did he manage to get the speckled animals? He had a strategy. You see, what he saw in the spirit, there were no sticks. What he saw in the spirit, there were no watering troughs. There were no feeding troughs. But he sat down and 
Because he had a spiritual vision, something had to be born in him. He saw that he could go for steaks, green, and then he just cut it. Here is white, here is green, here is white, here is green, here is white. And he put it in their feeding trough and watering trough. And Bible said, as they came drinking and they started looking, something started happening to the genes. Strategy. Say strategy. Some of us, God will just lay on your heart one fine business. You have to know your client. You have to know your supply chain. You have to know, at least, know some 10% of how you are going to sustain yourself. Break even. No, 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 no. Major, for where you man? Combat Zubia. You need, tell somebody you need a strategy. I can't hear you. Tell somebody you need a strategy. So when God gives you a vision and you really know what you want to do, before you start, you can get two, three contracts. You know, that can sustain you for a while whilst you are pursuing the rest. Hello? This guy just went and cast sticks, painted them green and white. As the animals were drinking, Bible said, and they watched the colors, it turned in them that they started giving birth. You see, that's why your imagination determines what you receive. As the animals saw, they produce or reproduce whatever they saw. So if you have no vision, you have no future. When you have a vision, you need a strategy. And the strategy was that, you see, what God had given him in the spirit, it needed this natural container for the promise of the spirit to become a reality. Hello? And sometimes the natural container is just a certificate where you need. Just some small school. It's just a partner. Just stop being that sole proprietor and just have a partner and you just explode. That might be the strategy. But some people, eh, Mamza, is a sole proprietor who is struggling. It's very, very, it's worse than a partner who is just making 1% increase. And in 2017, eh, learn to partner with important people. Shout a better amen here. You need a strategy. You want to marry. We don't say have all the money. But at least. Don't be somebody who is perching with your mother with three other siblings. In one room. Where will you take your wife? Don't marry by faith like that. Are you a fool? Even children in a room. Some things are difficult to do. How much more adult? <laughs> I'm of age. You don't marry because you're of age. <laughs> you don't marry because you're of age. You marry because there are things on ground. If you're a woman, you don't marry any foolish man like that. You come here, I can't bless that kind of blessing. That word, I can't bless it. Hey, marry a man. He might not have everything, but potentially he should be somebody going somewhere. Am I preaching here at all? You do you use love in your eyes? Medano, medano, medakra ya mesono hoda ye. Enti endi odi onikra mi amesheno. Wey, 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 wey. Wey a sunrise no what is sunrise na edano mekai no.
Somebody, <laughs> I didn't say it. Somebody said it. <laughs> Somebody said strategy. <laughs> All right. When you now have a strategy, finally, you need a covenant and an altar in Bethel. You need a covenant and a covenant, a covenant and an altar in Bethel. Chapter 31, verse 19. The Bible says that, 19 and 20. The Bible says that, and Laban went to, in, in all these things, there was a wealth transfer. Then Laban went to share his sheep. And Rahel had stolen the images that were her father's. And Jacob stole away, unawares to Laban the Syrian, in that he told him not that he fled. What happened? One day, Laban came and he went and saw that this Jacob has become too prosperous. So he went to share his sheep, um, his sheep. And when he went, he found out that his idols had been stolen by his daughter. That's why you don't have to do business with this, your two natural eyes. Because Laban's business, he had idols, strange gods in his farmhouse, protecting his farm from, um, from sicknesses and helping him to prosper. Strange idols. When he went there, the first thing he noticed was, was missing was his idols. You say, you, are, that's, you see, many people have good vision, clear strategy. It's not working. Why? Because there's no spiritual backing. Bible says, Laban, the, the, the Syria man. So this man, he knew that doing business, you don't need natural abilities alone. You need supernatural backing. Praise the Lord. Can we see the next verse? You need supernatural backing. So Jacob, as he was going, look at what God says. So he fled. He now ran away. <laughs> and verse number 13, look at verse number 13. So I've shown you why you need a covenant, but look at what God told um, Jacob. He said, I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar, and where thou vowest a vow unto me. Now, arise, get thee out of this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. So God is telling Jacob that, I want you to know that the God you had a covenant with, he is here to protect you. And indeed, when Jacob was going back, because Rachel had stolen his father's idols, his father pursued them, and he wanted to destroy them. And God appeared to Laban in the, in the dream in the night and said, that, Don't he said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac. Don't touch this Jacob. So when Laban met Jacob, he said, we are lucky. The God of your fathers appeared to me last night. He said, I hold the power to hurt you. But the God of your fathers appeared unto me. Hey, you need a strong altar for you to succeed in the corporate world. As we are doing 31st night inside church, there are people in some covens doing oh me tafa, oh me tafa, oh me. Are you here at all? I am praying that your covenant and your altar will speak for you. I said in 2017, your altar will speak for you. So that's one matter. 
He said, the God you met in Bethel, the one you had a vow with. And what did Jacob say? Jacob said, if you take me and you bring me back and you bless me, I'll give you a tithe. Then he poured oil over a, a pillar. And God reminded him, he said that what you did now is what I'm watching to protect you and to prosper you. Yeah, you need a covenant. You, you can't, when you have a business, you must have business tight. Corporate tight is what we call it. To secure your business aside your personal tight. Yeah. Because some people, they have taken their tight to the shrine. And you are competing with them in the marketplace. How, how will you survive? They will come and blow some hot hair over your business and you wake up and nobody will know that your business existed there. One woman in Cape Coast, she came for our miracle service. She had goods in a warehouse. I was praying for her. I said, I see a canopy over your business. The woman started crying. It's a man of God. I shipped goods into this country for two years. The, the, it says secondary schools ask me to ship this thing. It's been in my warehouse for two years, my shop in Kotokraba. Nobody even asked me. I can go there and sit there and go home. <laughs> we prayed for her. When she left the church, she went to sit in that same shop. People have been passing her as she was sitting there. One of the secondary schools came. Do you have this thing? They just saw it on the shelf. I said, do you have this thing? He said, this thing, this thing. I have it in abundance. <laughs> he said, baby, baby, if you buy me, will be brave. Then he said, what, what, where, this shop, don't you, why don't you open it? We have been roaming everywhere for the past one month. We can't find it. We can't find this. We have gone everywhere. The woman said, I have been here every day of the month. He said, no. We have been passing here. We have never seen this shop before. Any demonic canopy on your life or any area of your life or your potential, today let it catch fire. That's why you need a covenant. That's why you need an altar. You need a potent altar. Some of you, you you attend some churches, there is no fire there. You will die. There are about 70% of your battles must be dealt with by the covering over your head. Yeah. One pastor visited me this week. Very, very sick. As he sat there, somebody asked him to come and see me, to pray for him. Elderly, I mean, he's older than me. He's a general overseer. They are building a church. When they put the pickaxe on the land, wham, his health went wham. As he came, I was about to pray for him. God asked me, ask him, does he have a covering? He started mentioning some rough, rough names. I said, hey. I'm Dawa Brabokra. said, this thing that is happening to you. Then God told me three things that has happened. I told him one. He said, true. This one, true. This one. He said, about a week before they started, they said he was sleeping when he had a dream. That somebody came. And I told him oh, that you enter into a land. The land was possessed by a fetish. It's a major principality. He said, I saw him. He came behind me and hit me. Behind me, I told my wife. 
But we didn't know. He said, from there. I said, by the grace of God. Anchor by the grace of God. Or shall cover him, Papa Biasia. And that demon will see the fire of that covering before you even thinking about striking. Hey, anybody here trying to strike you, Jehovah will stop them. We are going to pray. You need an active altar because, listen, in a realm where there is much prosperity, people become diabolic. People become very spiritual in the negative sense. People become greedy. They will kill to get. So that's why you need an altar. He said, the, the way you poured your oil and you made a vow, that God there is protecting you. That's why your anchor cannot destroy you. Listen to me. In 2017, I pray that the grace of God over the keeper's house, this altar will speak for you in the name of Jesus. The altar of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The altar of God will speak for you. Shout aloud, amen. Amen. have been listening to Experiencing Jesus broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the Social Welfare Road, between the Goyle Filling Station and Vile One Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. For further information, visit our website, www.keepershousechapel.org, one word. Call 0244-117-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0244-366-196 Experiencing Jesus Birthing Ministries